Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, welcome to Talking Sense with me, Dr. Marta. Every week, I answer one of your real-life questions, and I offer you some psychological understanding, ideas, and suggestions to guide you. Every week, I like to start with a little check-in. Just a moment to pause before we dive in a little bit deeper. This week, I wonder if you can think of something that brings you joy or has made you smile this week. Can you bring it back to memory? Perhaps it will make you smile in the moment. Sometimes we miss on the things that make us smile or bring us some happiness because we're so busy doing so much. And when we remember them, it can just give us a little moment of joy. And now that you're here, let's begin. This week, we're talking about frustration tolerance something I know so many parents want to understand better and support their children with. So let's have a listen. Hi Martha, Um, my question to you is whether you had any um, tips and tools for dealing with situations where kids find things hard or difficult and become frustrated as a result. Um, I mean this in the context of play and learning. My son tends to give up when something doesn't turn out exactly how he wants it to and he can get frustrated very quickly. Uh, For example, when building Lego, I always try to bring my calm and say, it's okay, we can try again. But he then seems to just destroy and sabotage whatever it is he's doing and move on to the next thing. I'd like to help him to have the tools to feel okay when something doesn't turn out perfectly and to persevere rather than just give up. Thank you. Oh, how many adults do you know who respond well when things go wrong, when they don't get things right, when they mess up, make a mistake, or things don't go to plan? Maybe this is you too, that you really struggle with the big feelings of frustration when they show up in your body. I know so many adults like this really give up as soon as something's difficult or learning something new that will be hard to learn becomes something that they don't want to do anymore. Frustration tolerance is the inability to regulate our emotions when we are confronted with something that really challenges us or we feel like we're losing control. It is a really big skill and something that begins building in childhood but really it's a lifelong skill and it is linked to emotional regulation. So if we are able to regulate our emotions, which basically means have strong feelings in our body, but have healthy ways of managing them so that they still result in a positive outcome, we're probably more likely to deal with frustration in a healthier and better way. But if as an adult, I'm talking about adults for a moment, but if as an adult, you struggle with emotional regulation, you're gonna really struggle with frustration tolerance. 
And we know that emotional regulation begins in childhood and that children learn this skill through co-regulation with their parents. I talk about this a lot more in episode eight of my podcast. So if this is an area that you want to learn a little bit more about, go and listen to that. And when we're talking about frustration tolerance, it's really important that we think about what does that look like? Because it's not about having a tantrum. It is, like in this question, about moments of challenge that children really struggle to overcome. So it might be about handling a failure or a mistake or criticism. It might be about trying to do a task and not getting it the way that they want to or simply not being able to do it the way that somebody else can do it. Usually, frustration sounds like, so you can hear it, right? It's a kind of, ah, I can't do something. Or some children, when they're a little bit older, will say things like, this is stupid. Or they will blame themselves, which is also a part of shame. And they will say things like, I'm stupid. I can never do something. It's always a lever or a should. And for some children, what you'll witness is that they will either scrunch up their work or, yep, break their Lego tower, or they might just walk away and stomp off. And often they will say, I don't want to do that again. Okay, this is your signal that frustration is really high. And although this might look like your child is giving up, there is a way of pulling this back. But first, you need to meet your child where they are. And the first step, is to really tolerate your child's frustration tolerance. So this is the very, very first step. We can't jump to a solution. We can't jump to, come on, let's go and do this yet. That's not where they're at. And we need to understand that in this point, it is about emotional regulation. Similarly to what I would say if your child was having a tantrum, you need to speak a little bit less and you need to not offer solutions or try and fix it. You need to not ask lots and lots and lots of questions to your child. In this moment, you're at the bottom of the summit of frustration. And what you wanna do is make sure your child does not keep climbing up those steps. You want them to stay where they are, or even better, get to a place of regulation. So in order to do this, you really need to meet your child with empathy and calm. And when I say this, I'm not saying you're going to be like super chilled out, okay? If your child is frustrated, you might also get a trigger. And that's something to really notice and become aware of. Because when a child is frustrated over a little task that we as adults think, oh, come on, it's not that bad. It can be really hard to then empathize with them. But really, that's what we need to do. We need to understand that our child is frustrated about something really small. But for them, it is something really huge that is making them feel like a failure, that is making them feel bad for themselves, that is making them think, I'm bad, I'm stupid, I will never be able to do this. That is why I started today's podcast thinking about you and thinking about times when perhaps frustration shows up for you. Because it's really important that we empathize with this. When we see our child trying to draw something and we think, come on, it's really not that bad, don't scrunch all the paper up. Our child gets that feeling from us. They get that what we're saying is, it's not that hard. And that will make their frustration grow. So the best thing you can do as a step one is first of all, tolerate that your child is getting frustrated. See this as a very, very normal child experience, part of emotional regulation, part of development, part of learning. And see this as an opportunity. 
because this is what childhood is all about. It's about opportunities for learning, opportunities for wiring the brain in the best way possible. But there's not necessarily going to be a completion of this skill of being good with frustration tolerance. You need to see this as it's a lifelong skill. There's going to be so many times your child is going to get frustrated. So many times you may have to go through this with them. It is not about a script or a couple of tips. It's about a kind of way of being with your child in their frustration. So in many ways, when a child who feels frustration walks away from a task, they're doing something really helpful here, which is moving away, okay? If your child scrunches a piece of paper or kicks the bricks or whatever it is, throws the toys that they were playing with out of frustration, this isn't the time to tell them off. This isn't the time to give them like an instruction about picking up the bricks or, you know, putting the paper in the bin, whatever it is. Why? Because it's not a learning moment. They are dysregulated. Their brain has not got the capacity right now to learn. If they move away, this is great. They're already taking one step away from this task that is building frustration and one step towards regulation. And then you come in. And remember, your job is to tolerate that frustration and empathize with it. We call this attunement, okay? And it's about expressing the same emotions as your child through your words, your facial expression and your body language. But of course, it's in a controlled way. So what it looks like is you mirroring in a very controlled way that you understand this frustration, that you get how difficult this is, no matter what it is. And this is the really tricky bit. The best way I can explain it without you seeing me is to think about when you hold a tiny baby, maybe a newborn, and they're crying. Imagine yourself or another. Imagine their face, their vocal tone, the way adults tend to hold a baby and go, oh, right? But their face looks like sad, often with a frown. When a baby's crying, we tend to go, oh. Okay, what we're saying in that moment, we are attuning to a baby, is saying, oh, something's bothering you, you're crying and you're upset, and I feel that, I feel it, but you're doing it in a controlled way. So you don't start crying and sobbing and screaming, okay? What you're doing is kind of shaping the experience of that baby, of their, of their cries, into something that turns into regulation, because they start to learn, okay, this cry is whatever's happening to me right now is scary, but this adult is showing me, mirroring to me, that although there's something not quite right, I'm safe, everything's okay. This is the beginning of emotional regulation, which we do begin with babies, and with older children, with frustration tolerance, it really, really matters that we go there that we be with them. So it does mean that you kind of have to match their energy a little bit, but in a controlled way. So if your child's been playing with blocks and they say, ah, oh, I can't do this, show up. And it might sound something like, ah, oh, you're so frustrated. Building this is really hard. That's not the same as coming towards your child very calmly and saying, oh, it's so hard, isn't it, to build that tower? I don't know if you can hear the difference in my voice, but in one of them, I'm trying to match frustration, 
but in a calmer way than how your child might be expressing it. In the other one, I'm trying to just show empathy. Your child needs to see that you get, they're really frustrated. And we need to show that with our vocal tone and the way that we show up. So it has to be a little bit more energetic and we're not jumping to solutions yet, okay? No, 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 we're not there. We're not coming in to say, oh, that looks really hard, but it's okay, you can try again. We are skipping too many steps when we do that. What we do that in that moment is, We are the adult with our mature brains, recognizing that, yep, something is hard and what you need to learn is perseverance. Perseverance is a skill, a really tricky skill for children to learn, particularly when they have limited impulse control. And children's brains don't learn to modulate impulses or even begin to do this until they're around eight years old. And this is a beginning of modulating impulses because teenagers are incredibly impulsive. So our brains are not quite ready until we're really mature in terms of development around the age of 25 to be able to manage impulses. And of course, some adults can do this better than others. But when it comes to little ones, let's not see perseverance as the skill to teach in that moment of frustration. The skill we want to teach in that moment of frustration is emotional regulation. Because when your child is regulated, they can begin to think about solutions. And one of those solutions might be perseverance, but it could be something else that helps them in that moment. And I'm gonna come to that in a second. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The first step is to just meet with your child and help them come to a place of emotional regulation. So once you have attuned to their frustration, they've heard that you feel how frustrating this is for them, go and sit somewhere else, or if it's feel safe, you can stay where you are, but just sit with it, sit with frustration. Let them kind of vent out that this is really hard. I think of this as like emotional coaching, okay? We're not gonna dismiss them, but we are going to talk in order to listen, which means maybe asking questions like, it's really hard, isn't it? What did you find the hardest when you were trying to build that tower? Let your child explain it. I was doing this and then that happened and I can't do it. And you can go, yeah, that looks really hard. Wow. Wow, you were trying hard and it wasn't working. You want to just let them talk about their frustration with you as a kind of 
safe space, um, a cushioning, a buffering of that emotion. Because what we want to do is for them not to climb up to frustration summit where they're going to explode in a rage. We want them to calm down. And once they're there, that's when the teaching can begin. How long does that take? I don't know. How long is a piece of string? It really depends on individual children. Some children, depending on the context and the situation, may come to a place of calm a lot quicker than others. Other children, they just need more time and it's okay. Don't see this as giving up. See it as an opportunity to bring back this task at another time where you can support them and possibly even prevent frustration from showing up. Before you can prevent, you need to become aware of the occasions when your child shows up with frustration. So it's often around a task or a skill, whether it's a physical one, like they're trying to ride a bike or they're doing something physical and they can't do it, or it's something like a motor, fine motor skill, which might be drawing or painting or building things, okay? Frustration usually comes from, I want to be able to do something in a certain way and I cannot. So when this happens, as a parent, be really, really aware. You need to start thinking, when are the times that frustration shows up? Try and see if there's a pattern. There very often is. And at the times when you can, and you won't be able to do this every time, but at the times when you can, try and prepare them. So that might sound like you're about to play with your blocks. Now I know that sometimes playing with blocks can be really tricky for you. And sometimes it doesn't go to plan. So let's have a think before you bring out the blocks about what you're gonna do if you're trying to build something and it's not going to plan. This is problem solving. Problem solving before an event. This is how children learn best. They're calm, they're not frustrated, they're actually motivated to learn because they wanna play with something. And what you're saying is, before you do this task, let's have a think about what might happen. How can we make this different this time? And this is the place where you might be able to teach them some skills. So what might that look like? Well, a different outcome to a frustrating situation might be asking them to come and get you for help. Saying, I can't do this, can somebody help me? Right? It might be stepping away from it for a minute and breathing and having a snack or taking a pause because maybe they've worked on a task for too long and they just need a break. Little brains need more breaks more often. So if your child is quite focused on a task and then frustration shows up, it might also be because their brain and their body is tired. So helping your child know that every few five, 10 minutes, you're gonna show up with a little drink or a little pause so that they have a break can really help cull frustration before it grows. Another one can also be about breaking down the task and talking through what they're gonna do. So today, what are you gonna build with your blocks? Are you gonna follow the manual or do you just wanna be creative? Great, and if you need help, how will you let me know? And when I come, what do you think you'd want me to help you with? Great, if things get really tricky, and sometimes they do, you know that's normal. It's because you're learning something. But if things get really tricky, can you just walk away and come and find me? 
These are the kinds of questions, the kinds of conversations that we want to have with our child. We want to show up and say to our child, hey, I remember last time you did this, frustration showed up. So this time, let's do something different. Let's catch frustration before it spoils your fun. Let's make sure we can lock it up in a box. And the way that we do that is by preempting that it might show up. We're showing our child that they can look out for signs of frustration, that they can begin to notice when there's a buildup and that there is a different way out. This is so powerful. Preparing for big emotions before they show up and having a plan of action is a really big skill. It's definitely a skill for life and something many adults don't carry with them. And we can teach our children to do this, to just be more aware. I'm about to do a task that I really love, but yeah, sometimes frustration shows up. So here are some skills, some strategies, some tools that I'm gonna carry with me. Now, just remember this. Just because you've had this conversation does not mean frustration will not show up, okay? Children need to practice these skills. So both the conversation of preparation, it needs to happen enough times for children to begin to really be aware of it. And frustration has to show up a lot of times for children to be able to practice these skills and actually get good at stepping away, asking for help, knowing when things are too much and taking a break. So we need to accept as adults that frustration will show up but what we're doing alongside it is building skills for life. Now, an extra bonus strategy I'm gonna give you here, which can be really powerful, but I know some adults find this like a little bit more challenging. It's about demonstrating to your child when you get frustrated and modeling skills for how you overcome it. So most of us feel frustration at some point, for some people, it'll be more frequently, and that is to do with temperament as well, is to do with who you are as a person. Some people are just quicker to frustration than others, and it's not better or worse, it just is. So if you're somebody that knows that frustration shows up around you a lot, try and use this as an opportunity when you're around your child to one, build some coping strategies for you, so everything that we try and teach our kids should be things that we're learning for ourselves or doing for ourselves too. And secondly, as an opportunity to show your child, look, this is what I do. So as an adult, frustration might show up in a conversation with another adult perhaps, or it might show up when you're trying to do something and you can't, or even things like you know appointments that get keep getting canceled or anything like that. Frustration often shows up like in small moments for us adults and it doesn't always explode into a big thing or that's the hope really that it doesn't explode into a you know a peak of frustration that turns into rage but of course sometimes it does. When those moments show up try and name to your child what you are doing. So it might sound like ah oh, I'm so frustrated the doctors have canceled my appointment three times. I'm really annoyed, you know, I'm so annoyed. So you wanna start to give some language to how you're feeling and you wanna show your child what emotions are going through your body. Because often when we're frustrated about that as an example, you know, lots of canceled appointments, we'll just go, ugh, and drop a letter on the table or whatever. And our child might see, oh, something's happened to my parent, but they won't understand 
what has actually happened because we're not communicating it. When you become more comfortable at getting vulnerable and talking about your emotions in front of your child, it teaches them in such a powerful way what frustration looks like and what coping with it looks like because they see it in action in you. It also normalizes for them that experience of my parent feels frustrated too. It's not just me that feels like this. This is a normal human emotion. And we should be sharing that with our kids. We should be normalizing feelings that are uncomfortable to our children so that they don't feel like it's a bad thing or a shameful thing. It's just a part of the experience of life. And then once you're able to name the frustration, do something helpful. So maybe some of the things that you're practicing with your child. Take a break, make a cup of tea, sit down and think, what am I going to do next? You know, name possible options, do it out loud. Well, I'm going to have to call the doctor again, but also maybe I need to change doctors because this one doesn't feel like it's listening to me or doing what I need or making me feel safe. Let your child witness you problem solving. This isn't your child helping you problem solve, okay? This is the difference between parent-child and child-parent relationship. You're not gonna say to your child, what do you think I should do? That isn't appropriate, okay? We're gonna keep that boundary, but it's okay for your child to hear you say, these are the ways I'm gonna manage this. And actually my first step is to just have a cup of tea and sit down and just leave the thing that frustrates me for a moment. Same if you're having a bit of an argument with a partner or a friend or whoever it is, and you notice frustration showing up, if you're able to take a break, and that is one of the strategies that can be really helpful for children to know when to stop, if you're able to name that in the moment and just say, you know what, I'm starting to feel really frustrated, so I just need a moment. Can we pick this up again in like 20 minutes? When you do that, you model to your child that it's okay to pause, it's okay to stop and then come back. Perseverance is about coming back to a task, coming back to an issue. It isn't necessarily about persevering in the moment because for some children that's really hard to do and if you're highly emotional, if you're dysregulated, you cannot keep persevering. That tends to make things worse. So taking a pause and a break is a good thing and coming back to the task afterwards is a good thing and it's okay as long as, you know, the tower is still the way that it was, but they might choose to take some bricks off or the drawing is unfinished, imperfect, that's okay. We want to teach our children that imperfect is good enough. And we want to do that by modeling to them that we can do this too. So having said that, don't forget to also model imperfection even when it's frustrating. So maybe you're baking a cake and the icing isn't perfect on it or the decorations aren't coming out right. You might notice frustration or annoyance in your body. If you can, are you able to say out loud, okay, this is not working. This is not how I wanted this to look. The decorations aren't working. I'm so annoyed. And it's okay. Because, you know, the cake is going to be yummy either way. So maybe this is good enough. When we model to our child how to name frustration, notice it in our own bodies. When it's possible to take a break, just take a pause and that's okay. When you can leave things imperfectly because it's good enough. 
We are teaching them the things that we say we want them to do, but in such a powerful way, because what they see is that the outcome is okay, because nothing happens to us. No bad happens to us. In some ways, better things happen to us because we're still going to eat the nice cake because it's going to be yummy rather than smashing the cake into pieces and saying, now I've got to start my bake again. It really helps children to see, okay, this is possible for me. But just remember that frustration tolerance is a lifelong skill. Perseverance is the act of keep going even when things are hard. But if you're too dysregulated, you need to take a break. And these are skills that we can support and guide our child through by both meeting them in the moment where they are, attuning to frustration, empathizing with it, joining them with it, rather than jumping to solutions, and then helping them prepare for next time. So when they're ready to say, okay, I want to keep building, that you're there with them saying, let's do this, but let's think about how we do it slightly differently in a way that locks up frustration and allows for more learning. And we're coming to an end. As always, I like to end on a little mantra just to keep holding you for the rest of the week. And given our conversation today, my mantra for you is every challenge is an opportunity. I warmly invite you to join my Instagram community at Dr. Marta Psychologist. I will also very soon be launching my newsletter. So if you'd like to receive some happy news and useful weekly tips, come and join me at drmartapsychologist.com. Scroll to the bottom of my first page and sign up for it. I look forward to meeting with you again next week for another Talking Sense podcast. Until then, see you soon. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.